in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandDonsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Happy New Year, and welcome to the first episode of the New Year. It's actually episode 662 of the Ron and Don Show, and we are back in 2024, and we are right here in the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, we got a lot to talk about. Coming up on the Ron and Don Show, uh, looks like Nick Saban, this just happened moments ago as we were getting ready to record. It looks like the Washington Huskies has, well, it looks like we've lost our head coach. Also, it looks like the Seattle Seahawks, as of 48 hours ago, they lost their head coach as well. So what does that all mean? And I also hear that Russell Wilson is hanging out with uh, Coach Pete Carroll. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Coach Pete Carroll on has a news conference the other day. My question to you, uh, was he fired. I've thought a lot about this, and I actually was uh, texting with our old pal, the Seattle Times writer, uh, Danny O'Neill, about this, who now lives in New York City, but covered Pete Carroll for his entire tenure. And I was like, wouldn't there have had to been a conversation inside the building? Because Jody Allen, uh, the sister of the late, great Paul Allen, not a football person, admittedly so, like she inherited this. Some people thought she would sell the team immediately after Paul died, because she's just not a sport person. Um, Paul was the sport person and she was managing his estate and there was a lot of other assets including the museum and his Microsoft stuff and the brain deal. She was dealing with a lot of stuff including his death and some people thought, oh, she's just going to get rid of the football thing because she's not a football person or the basketball team. She's not a basketball person. But she retained it. And so ownership... You know, when you look at the Belichick Kraft thing, Robert Kraft is th- th- thinks of himself as a football guy. That was a one-on-one deal. With Jody, I think that the most likely scenario is that John Schneider was talking to her behind uh, Pete Carroll's back. Pete Carroll was under the impression he was going to work the, the rest of his contract. And... While that's a betrayal on the friendship level, it's not a betrayal on the business level. And so when they got into those season-ending meetings, if you listen to the whole press conference, Pete said, I thought I was coaching the team. We had our year-end meetings. And then in those meetings, he then looks at John Schneider during his press conference like, you're running the team. So John Schneider, I think, this is just speculation. I think that John Schneider asserted himself uh, to Jody Allen, got her ear, and said, it's time for Pete to go. Yeah. Well, of course he got fired. I think they did something very smart here, though. And I'll just use us as an example. When we were at Kyle Radio and we got fired, they, they did that incorrectly. They should have done what KSW just did with BJ Shea. B.J. Shea was fired or let go at KSW. They didn't renew his contract. And B.J. is a very, very good friend of mine. He ends up, though, landing Danny Bonaducci's job 
because Danny is now out of radio as a result because he has he's been very, very sick for a long time and he's very brave. Both those guys, we've all had the same agent, good friends of mine, good friends of ours, good friends of the show, and we love them. BJ over at KSW, in my opinion, was just making too much money. But KSW did the right thing. They allowed him to have a final show. They allowed him to say goodbye to the audience. They elevated somebody else on his show to kind of take over the show. Uh, I think his sidekick, uh, his name is Miggs. So now it's basically Miggs in the morning. So, so I thought what KSW did was great. What Kyra Radio did with us was wrong. And in fact, somebody that was one of our producers elevated herself. And you never want to be the guy or the girl that follows the guy. And our show was very, very successful. It had monster ratings. We brought in more revenue than anybody else in the market. One of the most successful news talk stations in the country. And all the shows at Cairo Radio, when we got there, they were all taking phone calls, right? We're going to talk to Bob in Brisbane. And then Bob in Brisbane is now Bob in Bellevue. And he's talking to all the shows. And then you point, counterpoint. You talk to someone on the right, someone on the left. Everyone gets in a big argument. Then you read some mail, hour over, next topic. That's what was happening. And Cairo Radio was failing. So when we got there, we learned to basically give it a little top 40 spin. What we learned in rock and roll radio. Also, what we learned on, on some news talk and on sports talk. And we brought our own spin to it. And as our show began to succeed, the other shows followed. All of a sudden, Dory Monson wasn't taking phone calls anymore. All of a sudden, Tom Tangney, who we uh, had on as a movie guy, was now a big star, right? All of a sudden, John Curley, who I was bringing in to fill in for Ron, was getting more airtime and they hired him to do mornings. And all the shows started to take the shape of our show. As a result of that, our brand was as big as the Cairo brand, if not bigger. So when they took us into a room and they said, hey, we're going to pay you for 90 days. You're not going to get to say goodbye to your audience. They took away all our social media from us. And then our producer, who had been working behind our back to take over our show, took over our show. You know what happened? That show got crushed. It completely bombed. You know what else happened? The program director that did it, he got fired. You know what else happened? The vice president that did it, he got fired. You know what else happened to Carl Gardner? He ended up leaving the company. So there was this ripple effect throughout the building, and Cairo Radio has never, and especially now at the death of Dory Monson, has never recovered. If you walk in that building today, the AEs are gone. If you walk in that building today, it's an empty shell of its former self. If you walk in that building today, some of the great uh, vice presidents that work there on the sales side, some of the people that worked on the programming side, they are gone. And it has never recovered. So now let's look at Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll has one hell of a brand. People here in Seattle love him. If the Seattle Seahawks are very concerned right now, because the Seattle Seahawks are going to be sold. That's in Paul Allen's will. They are going to be sold. And here's the problem. They are having an issue right now where, and I don't think you guys saw this. If you have season tickets, did you try to sell your season tickets? You couldn't sell them, especially this year. Did you try to give them away? You could give those away and people weren't going to the game. I felt like I was sitting here in Detroit, Michigan, probably five years ago, because that's the way it's always been in Detroit. 
I think what happened is the Seattle Seahawks get ready and don't forget their stadium. That stadium is almost 20 years old. So there's going to have to be a stadium renegotiation. The deal is up in 2027. The Seattle Seahawks in the next five years are going to be sold. They are going to be sold to somebody that will keep them here in Seattle. That's also part of Paul's will. The, the, the important thing to Paul, and I know people that work for him, the important thing to him, people that have seen his will, is his legacy of saving the Seahawks and the 12s and the 12th man, all that stuff is very, very important to him. So it's not if Jody's going to sell the team. She has to sell the team. But she can't sell a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in a number of years and also hasn't really been to a Super Bowl since 2013, 14, and right into 2015. So they look at Pete Carroll. He's 72 years old. I think John Schneider has had his eyes on – so, and I don't disagree with what you said, Ron. I think he's had his eyes on somebody to step in. But what they did didn't want to do because Pete Carroll is so beloved here is they didn't want to fire him. And so what they did is they said, Pete, we're going to give you an office. We're going to transition you and we're going to keep paying you. And we are going to allow you to step up and have a press conference at our facility. And we're going to get our arms around you. And we're going to love you. And I thought it was really cool that night. We'll talk about it here in a little bit is that the former players got together and had a party, had a gathering for him at Richard Sherman's new restaurant uh, over on the east side. And just real quick, I don't think I've ever seen that speech where there was not another executive or the owner at the podium with the coach. So the trust they gave him, here's an open microphone live on every local TV station, ESPN's rolling, and there's no safety net. Say what you want to say. And And they trusted him to not burn the And that's where Kyle Rady would have effed up with us. Because if they would have just said, hey, we're going to make a change, they should have allowed us to keep our social media. They should have allowed us to say goodbye to our audience. They didn't do that. And it hurt them. They've never recovered. I will say this, though, Kathy Cangiano, who is now head of operations over there, when it was time for Rachel to leave, for instance, they allowed her to say goodbye. They had a party. There was a parting of the ways. They let her keep her podcast. They did a lot of wonderful things for her, and the same with Brandy Cruz. And I have to say, I think Kathy gets it. I think the Seahawks get it. I do think it was time for a change. And I do think we will see Pete Carroll coaching again somewhere. Will it be for your Washington Huskies? Let's talk about it on the other side of it. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Don. Now, listen to me. I had a neighbor walk up the street and say to me the other day, hey, we're interested in having you sell our home, but it seems like this is a bad time to sell a home, and we need the money from our home to leave Queen Anne, Washington, and we're going to Mexico, and we're taking our dog that we found in Mexico, Poncho, we're taking him back home, and that's where we're going to live from now on. What's crazy is... The gentleman that owns that house used to own the house that I'm sitting in. They sold me this house, right? Anyway, I had some good news for them, and I had to tell them, hey, it's the summer months. You want to sell in the fall? The market is actually very good right now for sellers. But your home must be dialed in, and Ron, you must do your work in this marketplace right now. And if you do sellers, you will be rewarded, right? Yeah, and it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. No obligation. It's free of charge. It's on Zoom. It's about half an hour. Email me directly, ron at ronandon.com or go to the website, ronandonsitdown.com. 
All right, you guys, once again, welcome back to uh, the Ron and Don Show. I'm staring at cameras right now that aren't turned on. They're going to be turned on the next couple of weeks. Ron and Don TV, we're going to bring that to you. And uh, we're also, because you know we love doing this podcast, but real estate pays the bills around here. I can't wait to show you on video uh, Ron and Don's first Home of the week. So these should get, uh, I, I think we're just finishing up with our television set right now, aren't we? Yeah, we had to build a set and uh, they're putting the final touches on the set and then we got to install the set, which turned out to be way heavier, very and bigger <laughs> than we thought. So <laughs> we might need to crane and yeah. a hole in the roof or I don't know how we're getting the set in here, but yeah. uh, we might need to go hire a bunch of uh, UW football players that can deadlift 500 pounds. If there's any still around. So anyway, hey, a couple moments ago, uh, Coach DeBoer is gone. He's signing a deal with Alabama. He was making four point $2 million here as a Husky coach. He'll probably make 12 to 15 there. The transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal take it away. So you know, before you get mad at him, we don't go to a national championship without the transfer portal because Michael Penix Jr. doesn't come here. And then you're not able uh, to get on the phone and call those great wide receivers and say, hey, man, stick around. Michael Penix is going to come here. We're going to light it up for a couple of years and let's take a run. As a result of that, though, when Coach DeBoer goes to Alabama, he's going to transfer there, and then he's going to have a team meeting, and I guarantee he's going to back channel and tell some of the great Huskies that are here right now that he's recruited, he's going to recruit them again all over. And so here we are, and Ron, some people today are saying, well, maybe Coach Pete Carroll, you saw what he did at USC, maybe Coach Pete Carroll should be the next coach of the Washington Huskies. Uh, what say you? Um, well, let's take those in, in, uh, in the order you gave them. Uh, I think that the, 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 the thing that's going on in Alabama with the coach, uh, here leaving there is super interesting and, and an era has changed. And I think we are in the halfway point there. I think the introduction of the NIL uh, money and the portal and being able to play pay for players uh, is the right thing. And I argued that when we were on the radio for the past 20 years, that the NCAA was taking advantage of these student athletes, especially in football and in basketball. But I think we're in this midway point that now is super awkward. So now you're going to have the SEC and the Big 12, or whatever it's going to be called now, the Big 15, Big 22, whatever, how many people are in the Big, uh, you're going to have these two conferences that dominate everything. And so if you are outside of that bubble and you're a DeBoer, you have to go there. Like Washington moving conferences and they're going to be losing a bunch of players and all new rivalries, all new schemes, way more travel, like the, the uh, obstacles that, that, that the Huskies face versus the opportunity with Alabama is a no brainer. And we should wish him well. Great point. We should wish him well. That's great, great. And point. so yeah. I like I've been convinced that there's going to be another quantum leap. And I don't know if you've heard Chip Kelly talk about this. He's like, here's what we need to do. And, and you can look this up on YouTube or wherever. Chip Kelly was in a press conference and he gave a version of this speech. I'm paraphrasing. Former coach at Oregon and then coach of UCLA. Yep. He has said, Football coach. what we need to do is create two super conferences, blow up the big five, blow everything up. We have two super conferences of 64 teams. And then we basically create our own media deal 
Uh, so instead of having the Big 12 network and the SEC network and all these separate contracts, we take all of that TV money, combine it into one pool, put it into these super conferences, and basically level the playing field that if you're in this conference, um, everyone has an opportunity. So like right now, what happens to the Cougars next year? What happens uh, to Oregon State? They're, you might as well send them to Uzbekistan. They not only are not relevant in the Pac-2, they're not relevant in college football anymore. And so, and that breaks my heart because we had seen NFL caliber players come out of both of those programs. You had a, a string of quarterbacks that came out of WSU. They maybe weren't all pro perennials, but made the league. They played on Sunday and it was great to see. And so now you've, you've banished them to the outer reaches and it's bad for football. It's bad for colleges. All those rivalries go away. On your second point, of Pete Carroll going to uh, going to the Huskies, it's possible. I'm not saying anything's impossible now with the way the landscape has changed. Another possibility that I heard is like Pete Carroll goes and becomes a defensive coordinator for USC. So USC switching conferences. So would he go back to the college game? I, I don't see a bunch of NFL teams lining up for Pete Carroll for a head coaching job. Well, and the, and the reason is this. Pete Carroll stopped coaching a long time ago. So he didn't coach the offense. He didn't coach the defense. Uh, and I've played for coaches like this before. He was the GM. He was a shot caller. And John Schneider actually answered to him. And everybody in that organization answered to him. And it worked for quite some time. And so as a result of that, I think, and, and, and keeping Pete Carroll around, it'll be interesting to see. You bring Dan Quinn in, it's the same culture. You, you look at what the Patriots just did. They hired within, so they want the Belichick culture. I think, Dan, uh, I, I, I think, I think Schneider's going to have to look at this and say, do we want the Pete Carroll culture, or do we want to blow that up? And if you want to blow that up, then you know what you do, is you hire Jim Harbaugh. People hate that, but you know what he did when he went to San Francisco the first year? He won 13 games. You know what he did the second year? He won almost uh, 13 games again, and then uh, he went to a Super Bowl. You know what he did the next year? He won another 12 games, and he went to the NFC uh, uh, Championship. And then he transferred out and ended up going to Michigan. You know what he did in Michigan? He just won a national championship. You know what he did at Stanford, where it's really hard to recruit players, is he took on Pete Carroll's USC, where it was expected that Stanford was going to lose by 30, and he beat them in the Coliseum. So all he does is win, and people think it's chaotic. His players love him, and wherever he goes, I love him. I have followed him since he's a Chicago Bear, number eight, their quarterback. And so if he were to come here, he would bring a culture of very tough-nosed football, he has a lot of guys on his staff that have worked for his brother at the Ravens that understand defense, and he understands offense. So I don't think Pete Carroll has a shot again unless there's somebody out there looking for someone to manage a football team. I don't think they're looking for that in today's NFL. Would he go back to the college game? I think he would. I think at the age of 72, he feels like he's 52. And I feel if the Husky sat down and offered him a job, I think Pete Carroll would think about it. In the meantime, let's all hope, and I know you hate to hear this, that Jim Harbaugh comes here. He knows the West. He is one in the West. Two of the best coaches in the NFL play in the West. And in fact, they coach for the San Francisco 49ers and for the LA Rams. Nobody knows the West like Jim Harbaugh. And I hope to see him as coach 
uh, for your Seattle Seahawks. We will see you on the other side. Hey, it's Ron and Don here with Mitch Weeks. You know him better as Mitch.loans. Mitch, you have a really cool new product for investors. I think it's kind of the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah, so we have a great new investor cash flow program. And what this is, is we take the house you are buying and we inspect it, not you, the borrower. And so what we do is we look at the house and we say, will it cash flow? If you put 20% down, will it make more money than it's going to cost you to keep paying off your mortgage? And if it does, it's yours. It doesn't matter what you make on your own. It doesn't matter all these other things that we usually have to document. They don't matter. They're gone. It's just, does this house make sense? And if it does, you can buy it. All right. So you can go up to four doors, up to four units on this. And uh, Don and I have never heard of a product like this. It's pretty exciting if you've been wanting to get into the investment game. So go to Mitch.loans right now, set up a time to talk to Mitch, see if you qualify for this new program. That's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, if you need us for real estate purposes, we sit down virtually. We have about a 45-minute conversation. So if you're thinking about buying or absolutely selling in 2024, let's have that conversation now. Just go to ronanddonsitdown.com, or you can write Ron directly, ron at ronanddon.com, and we'll send you a buyer or seller playbook, all right? And we'll sit down virtually, and then we will come see you. So we are here to help in 2024. This is interesting. After uh, uh, Pete Carroll spoke the other day, was very emotional, saw tears in his eyes, unlike Belichick, right? Uh, some of the players picked up the phone, they called him, they summoned him uh, to, I think it's called Legions. Yeah, it's called Legions. It's Richard Sherman's new place uh, over on the east side. And a bunch of the players got together to honor him. Some of the old players from the Super Bowl team, some of the current players. And then this was really interesting because in walks Russell Wilson. And there's a picture there of Pete Carroll with Russ. And there's a picture there with Russell Wilson with all his teammates there. Ron, what say you? Because I know he's not your favorite guy in the world, but I think that says a lot. Russell Wilson was down in San Diego, and my understanding is when he saw that Pete Carroll had been fired, uh, the guys reached out to him. He jumped on a plane, he flew up, and he showed up. Yeah, real quick on the, the restaurant, Rachel Bell and I went to Legion's on their grand opening. It's pretty interesting. Over in Bellevue, uh, I know exactly where they were gone. They had this private room off to the side, and it's sort of a soul food restaurant. And I think a couple of the guys from the Legion of Boom have uh, pitched in to be owners of that restaurant. So it's called Legion. So plug to them. Go check them out. The food was pretty good. Uh, they were still ramping up the kitchen when we got there. Um, I saw those pictures, and to be honest with you, I had to fact check it. I was like, did that happen last night? It's like, how could that have happened? last night and then it happened last night so i was like wow okay so, so the jets were scrambled and they made sure the bolts were in the door uh, to get them up here that is a shot at boeing uh and <laughs> so they get up here they, yeah there were no bolts in the door uh, so i don't can i refrain from talking about russell wilson because i'm going to be pessimistic no you can be pessimistic and, and what, I, is, what is your what's your take I, I think he's deliberately doing a rebuild and image campaign yeah I think he probably called those guys instead of being invited. I think Russell Wilson probably asked if he could attend more than uh, the people planning that get together. He like, is the one that took the pictures and put them out on X. Right. So, so those are his pictures. He he's he's I believe rebuild like trying to rebuild some cachet. Could it be both? 
It, it could be both, but he, here's the thing. Uh, you would have liked it better if somebody else took the pictures. He didn't put them up on his own X feed. And he Russell ha- Wilson, the and guy he, that says, look ha- at me. And he happened to be caught hanging out with, with Pete Carroll in an unguarded moment. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah. It, it, it's to me, I always contrast him with Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn would not have said, Hey, look at me. I'm giving away turkeys for Thanksgiving. Someone else would have done it. And he would probably deny it. Oh, that wasn't me. It's like, no, that was you giving away turkeys. Uh, you know, so that's just Russell Wilson's DNA. I think that he is coming back to a place that he feels comfortable and, and some, still has some love. So wh- whatever. But I think the, the more telling thing to me is that um, Pete Carroll, if you look at the, the one thing that I'll give him, because when he first came here, I remember the day we were on Cairo. They announced that he was coming up. It was right after the Reggie Bush scandal at USC. And most people felt like he was pushed out of that job because of the, the scandal where Reggie Bush had to give back uh, his Heisman. And 710 which, ESPN didn't exist yet. And that was our sister station. So you and I were covering all the sports radio for the Seahawks. We were doing the Matt Hasselbeck show. Right. We were going out. We were doing the draft parties. We were doing the, we, we were doing all the stuff. And because we had done a lot of sports radio in our career, uh, they felt that we were up for the task and so we broke that on our particular station and i think he was run out of usc i think if he would have stuck around right. there's a reason because people keep saying it cracks me up jim harbaugh is a cheater Pete Carroll did a lot more than Jim Harbaugh did. He lost a whole entire season. It was a race. And they gave a national, back to Heisman. A national championship was a race. The Heisman was a race. And then, and then he didn't stick around. He left, and he took a job up in the Pacific Northwest, as my son likes to call it. And, so, and I remember so clearly. When you compare that to possibly stealing some signs at Jim Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh just won a national championship. I don't think that's going to be taken away. And so, so I have a very vivid memory of this. The Seahawks then, instead of putting uh, signage on the stadium that featured any players they rolled out a big 75 foot photograph of Pete Carroll and it said always compete and and I made fun of that I was like oh geez we got this rah-rah guy I was not convinced on day because he just wrote a book about competing right and so I I rolled my eyes I was a skeptic I, I wasn't a believer on day one but over the 14 years he convinced me that that stuff is real took 14 years and and that the thing that you learned uh, about the players that played for him is the players played had their best run with Pete Carroll so if you go back uh, and I'll give a shout out to Danny O'Neill again because he's he's done a deeper dive on this go back to these players careers and see when the most productive time of their career is. Almost every single player is with Pete Carroll. So Russell Wilson, when was he at his best? With Pete. Earl Thomas, when was he at his best? With Pete. Marshawn Lynch, his best. With Pete. You can go down the line. Richard Sherman, all of the skilled players, probably even the the interior linemen, uh, linebackers. You look at almost at a very high percentage when they got into the Pete Carroll system, the Pete Carroll mindset, the Pete Carroll philosophy, and were allowed to be themselves. That's when they played their best football. And even guys that are at the tail end of their career or at the beginning of their career, for the most part, that is true. And so... 
the proof speaks for itself. And I think the testament to me with those photographs that came out is you had a group of guys that wanted to rally around their coach. Yeah. We didn't see those pictures coming out of Belichick or Dan Quinn or, you know, the dude that got fired uh, and I'm blanking on his name in Atlanta. Like you don't see pictures coming out of those guys. So you had Arthur Blank, uh, uh, heritage hall of fame caliber players saying that's my coach. And I know he's hurting. Come over and have some soul food in Bellevue. Yeah, and I thought that was cool. And no, no matter what Russ's motivation, I, I thought it was cool. I, I said something. Sometimes people from my past, when people have done their work, uh, become the most important people uh, maybe in my present life because you can't make new old friends. You can't. And those guys are new old old, new, old, old friends. And at 72, yeah. I think Pete Carroll can go to 92. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. Happy 2024 to all of you. And if you need us, uh, just reach out. We're doing sit-downs right now with people that are thinking about buying, selling, investing in 2024. And right now is a very great time because the real estate market, once again, has taken off here in the Seattle area. And don't forget, we sell the sound. So we just got done deals, doing deals in Bothell. We just did uh, some deals down in the South Sound on the east side here in Seattle and getting ready to do some deals up north. So if you need us, just reach out and don't forget, uh, you can go to ronandonsitdown.com today and we will sit down with you. Okay? Until next time, head up, shoulders back, and you've been listening to the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network. (laughs) 